It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, we review Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. We did. Uh, we get an opening date for Star Wars Land. Ooh, yes. Uh, yeah, uh, Shazam wants us to say his name. Captain Sparkles. Sparkle fingers and more. <laughs> yeah, we just uh, we just finished recording our Captain Marvel review. So if you're subscribed to the podcast, uh, you'll see that review pop up in your feed. Uh, we're not going to lay down any spoilers today in this episode, uh, but if you check out our spoiler cast review, you'll get it all there. So um, yeah, just make sure you're subscribed, everybody. Yeah, that's right. Subscribe to our feed. It'll be there. We also have a review. We have a review feed as well. I don't know. A lot of people know this. Where if you just want our reviews or you want to share something, you like, hey, they don't care about superhero movie news weekly, but they want to hear our reviews. You can subscribe to that as well. Uh, because some people just don't want to listen to us every every week. They just want to hear what we think about movies. <laughs> a bit so. of acquired taste, I suppose. There was this really funny thing. Um, uh, I forgot to mention in my theater-going experience for Captain Marvel. Uh, so I go to Cinemark Cinemas, and they have their own little bumpers that they that they make before the movie starts. Like right mm-hmm. at you know right after the previews end, you see a little uh, thing from the theater that you're at. Uh, there's this really awkward thing that they filmed where um, these there's this couple on a date, and then the 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 girl on the date breaks the third wall and leans towards the screen and says. Oh, I bought these tickets on my Cinemark app, and uh, so I was able to pay for the tickets, and he paid for the popcorn. It was something like that, but it was so awkward. It felt so weird, and it was so quiet and silent. There was like no soundtrack underneath it. Uh, my wife leaned over to me and said, "This is so awkward." And then the little girl sitting next to me uh, just said to just out loud, "This is so awkward." So literally, two people at the exact same time told me it was awkward at, just to the audience. So. Uh, uh, Cinemark, if you're listening, uh, you're gonna have to pull that weird thing that you made. Yeah, uh, is that just saying females can buy movie tickets too, or pop- is that what that was going for? I so don't, I Marvel? don't know like, what it was, but it was weird. So uh, if, you, if you go to a Cinemark theater, look out for that weird experience. Uh, let me know. <laughs> Maybe we'll do a spoiler cast just on that 15 second commercial. Yeah, you know, I don't know if we saw an Infinity War trailer before, or in-game trailer before Captain Marvel. You know what? I don't believe um, I did either. Um, yeah. No, it wasn't. Uh, we got, you know, we got X-Men, Dark Phoenix, which uh-huh. no, no one really hooping and hollering about that in the theater. Uh, we saw the Spider-Man one for sure. Um, we saw an Shazam? older, we saw an, the older Shazam one, not the one that oh. just came out, which is always weird. Like they always premiere these trailers and I never get them by the next time I go see a movie. So I, I, I saw the new one though. I'm, I'm oh, going to go the other way. I got to see the new one. I don't know what they're doing at my theater, man. They, they slacking. Yeah, they're slacking. slacking. Yeah, but I didn't see the end game, which makes me think uh, we might be getting our tickets available soon trailer. Uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that maybe in the, in, maybe in the yeah. news here. Yeah. Uh, other than that, um, I don't know what I did this weekend, and that, that confuses me because this is one of those weekends. <laughs> well, I, I worked a charity event today. That's why we're recording a little later than usual because I worked a charity event, and now we have a 
daylight savings time change, and that's just throwing me all out of whack. I don't know uh, if I'm coming or going right now. Uh, well, uh, I'm out here on the West Coast, and California just passed uh, just passed a ballot measure back in November where we might be able to uh, repeal daylight savings time for our state. So this may be the very last time that I set my clocks forward. Uh, I don't know exactly when they're gonna when the House out here is gonna vote on it, but I might not have to worry about this anymore, Chris. <laughs> Well, then you're going to go back to what Indiana was, what, um, 10, 15 years ago, whenever we didn't have time zone, which was <laughs> yeah. really hard because we were right on the line. So we like half the year we were in like, oh yeah, we're on the same time as like Illinois and Kentucky. And then the other times like, no, we're on different, we're an hour behind them. So like, which time zone do you watch your TV shows on? Because it's, is it Eastern or Central? I don't know. That's going to be, this going to be really awkward. Uh, but they all just need to make a, a decision on that. Like everybody does it once, but it doesn't matter. I'm. I'm here and I'm happy and we have some news, Mike. You just want to jump into it? Like you want yeah. to get into it? Yeah, let's jump into the news. Man. All right, because we saw Captain Marvel this weekend, and mm-hmm. I think that's like the biggest thing for this week, and that's why our news show was very, very light in terms of topics. So, um, Captain Marvel came out. I got to see it Thursday night opening. You had to go Saturday I afternoon, str- I, and I you'll struggled. never do that again. Yeah, I'll never do that again. <laughs> I'm not going to uh, wait that long anymore. Yeah, you can listen to the spoiler-free section of our review episode to learn about Mike's woes. And uh, how he he hates people at this point. Really, yeah. People uh, people are disgusting. Uh, people are worst. Uh, no one knows how to behave in a movie theater anymore. Uh, <laughs> it's all awful, Chris. <laughs> yeah, it's one. It's every time we do a movie, it's one of the other of us that has a really bad experience or a really mm. interesting one. So it's Mike this time. Um, I'm gonna let you go first, Mike, to drop your spoiler-free review or recommendation or not recommendation right here at the top of the show. Well, Sir. it's definitely it's. Definitely hard not to recommend a Marvel movie, and this continues the trend of I would recommend anyone go see this. doesn't quite live up to all of the uh, other really top-tier Marvel movies that we've had in the past, kind of like, you know, your top three or your top five. You know, this kind of settles down maybe with the with the Ant-Mans, with the Doctor Stranges, possibly the first Thor and first Captain America, you know, but those are all kind of introductory movies, so maybe that's just Marvel in general. Maybe the, your first coming out of a character is not going to be uh, as great as you always want it to be so crossing my fingers that the next Captain Marvel movie will just really dive deeper uh, yeah we want we want more from this mm-hmm. character and I, we just didn't get quite what we wanted but luckily at the core they did what they needed to do they made um they made uh, Carol Danvers a very likable character. Uh, I just, you know, if you're thinking about all of these MCU, MCU movies as action figures that you just put in a big pile and you play with when an Avengers movies come or, come around, she's a great action figure. She's a great addition. So uh, her character is fun. It's solid. Uh, her her story in her mm-hmm. first her in her first film is a little rough, but I'm just glad her. Her character as a core is good and solid, and we can move forward with it. So, um, still easy to review. You'll have a fun time. There's some good classic Marvel humor in it. Uh, the de aging technology on Sam Jackson's face is freaking amazing. I don't understand it. Don't know how they're doing it. Don't know how much money it costs, but it's uh, it's it's past the uncanny valley. Like I don't know if we ever had the uncanny valley being an issue with de aging somebody, but you never once believe he's not that age. So it, it's great. So go check it out. And um, they do some really cool storytelling things in, in the film. But uh, it was a little rough. Uh, unfortunately, there was some bumps where I got a little bored in the movie, which ugh, that's always rough. But they seem to recover. So, um, mm-hmm. it's a, so yeah, it's 
I wish I could be be just uh, jumping up and down and saying it's perfect, but you, not every movie is going to be perfect, and that's okay. So, well, Chris, I, what did you th- what did you think? I think you needed a, a phone or something to entertain yourself while you were bored during the movie. <laughs> that might have really changed your mind. Oh about, God, Chris, don't do don't, don't don't bring up that person. <laughs> um, I I I think I, I me and Mike are probably in pretty much agreement. This movie is really fun. There like there are like you're gonna have a great time watching all the action, watching everything going on. But, uh, you know, at the same time, there are, like, I want more. There was so much more. I wanted more out of this movie. I wanted more backstory. I wanted more characters. Because the characters and actors are so solid. They're so strong. You want more of them. Like, you're really excited to see them and have have this adventure with them. And you're like, oh, my gosh, I want to see them uh, in Endgame. Because, like, this movie is literally less than two months away from Endgame. The, the most, I wouldn't say maybe the most hype since it's close to Infinity War level. It is sandwiched between two Avengers movies that you can't not watch. And um, it kind of suffers for that because we talked about this being a... uh, There's a Marvel puzzle on the wall. You're working on it, right? You have, like, four pieces left. And you got Captain Marvel, which is set in the 90s. And you're like, how do I put this puzzle in here? This piece in here? And um, you mentioned, you know, you got to kind of maybe squish it in there. Maybe trim off a little bit of the puzzle to get in there. But it fits. And it's fun. And it looks good. But you're like, that piece could have been so much better at the end yeah, of the day if you get a little close you can kind of see the gaps in the puzzle piece a little bit yeah, but but from a distance like you're still having a good time and 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 uh brie larson's carol danford samuel jackson as, as nick fury um you know uh the 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 heroes the, the scrolls the kree everybody is just it, it's such a a good time though you're like yeah. oh yeah you want to see her succeed and you want to see her show up in yeah. in game so. Brie Larson is so likable. I don't know if you saw it on uh, social media, but yesterday she went out to a couple AMC theaters um, on Saturday to just like hang out with the people seeing her movie. She was like working the concession stands, like giving popcorn to people, like taking selfies. Like that is so cool. She's so likable. She's so sweet. So they really did a great uh, casting there. But you know, we we wanted more of you, Carol. So hopefully we'll get we'll get more of her soon. Yeah. Um... I'll definitely, definitely want a sequel, but we're not going to get any announcements until well after, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, Endgame is, is done and, and closed. And yeah. The if I one, if I had to uh, pitch our spoiler cast to the people out there, uh, me and Chris are very divisive on Goose the Cat. So if you want to hear our opinions on Goose the Cat and uh, what what could have been and what wasn't, uh, go check out the spoiler cast. Yeah, definitely. Uh, in that regard, though, to change gears a little bit, uh, Mike, we can also say that this is the sixth highest opening movie of all time. Wow, that's really strong. Is that domestic? Worldwide. worldwide. This is worldwide. That's pretty big. That's actually big. The only things that beat it, like I I mentioned uh, before, is um, the the movies that are much larger. Uh, Infinity War, Fate of the Furious, Star Wars 7, Jurassic World, and Harry Potter's and the Deathly Hollows yeah. Part 2. All yeah. sequels, and top not origin t- from, films. From top-tier franchises. Yeah, so movies that are very hyped. And this is the sixth one right now. Uh, it's almost at half a billion half a billion dollars the first mm-hmm. weekend. Uh, and it's the seventh domestic Marvel movie, which is it's a little weird. It puts it behind um, you know, Black Panther, all three Avengers movies, Civil War and Iron Man 3. Um, domestically, but overall, the world's loving this movie. Mm-hmm. Like it is, it is, it is doing gangbusters. Um, 
in its opening weekend, and I think that's a, a testament to how fun, how much fun people are having with it as well. Like, you can't say a movie's bad when that many people go and see it. And also just the Marvel brand in general. I mean, they've earned so much goodwill over the last decade making these films that uh, mm. even when uh, they put out a film that maybe is not as great as it could have been, it still rakes in the cash. So, uh, <laughs> Kevin Feige, you are uh, you are doing something unprecedented. Good job, buddy. Yeah, I, I, man, I, I wish I could call Kevin Feige my buddy. He could yeah, come I, over. Hey, what's going on, man? I mean, I'm buying his hats. He, he can at least hang out with me for a little bit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Um, but so I mean, I think I think that the numbers uh, speak for itself. And um, if anyone's worried, well, a you shouldn't be because it's a really fun movie. And like we said, you should see it. But I, the numbers are speaking for itself. Um, I also think, uh, you know, what I really enjoyed about this is the the songs. I don't think these songs give anything away, Mike. Uh, do you? I don't. I don't think so. No. <laughs> uh, so you can find the soundtrack link of these un uh, disjointed songs uh, that are in there because this, this is set in the '90s. Of course, we all know this, and these are '90, 80, late '80s to early '90s songs, and I think they're really fun. So I put them in here uh, in a little Spotify playlist that you can listen to. So. Um, you can check that out as well. Uh, I was going to say something else about Captain Marvel, but uh, I don't want to ruin it for anybody, and I think it's, <laughs> a, it's a great movie. So. Self-censoring. Good job, Chris. Bingo. But the hype is real for Endgame now, Mike. Mm-hmm. We, are, we, we are in the Endgame now. Can we say that? Can we say, How many times can we say this until, <laughs> until this movie comes out? Exactly, right? Uh, we had a tweet earlier this week from the Russo Brothers confirming they're in picture lock. And do you know mm-hmm. what picture lock means? That means uh, that that the 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 footage it's locked. There's no going back in and clipping and changing things. It's done. Yep. So it's pretty much ninety nine percent done. The story is in place. Mm-hmm. The edits from here will be minor. They cannot go back and change anything. And we are l- less than ninety days away, or not less less than sixty days away. We're like mm-hmm. fifty days away. They can't really change anything. They got this printed, uh, cut and printed, and uh, I'm very. Very excited for this because uh, I think this week we are going to get a new in-game trailer, Mike. And do you know why we're going to get a new in-game trailer? Uh, that's because uh, uh, Captain Marvel is now out the bag. Yes, she, we now know who she is. And that uh, spoiler alert, because if all the merchandise hasn't ruined it for you, she is in in-game. <laughs> yeah. And um, that they will... Um, probably be selling movie tickets with yeah, this as they, well. Yeah, they got to give us time to, to pre-purchase our tickets. So I don't know if they would necessarily want to do it th- this week coming up, you know, right off the coattails of Captain Marvel. Maybe they want to give her, you know, accomplishments at the box office a little bit more breathing room. Or maybe they're just like, no, screw it. We got to get into these this ticket phase. We're like, what, six weeks away? Um, yeah, six weeks away. I mean, like now, I mean, at that number, box office number, I mean, they ever almost everyone has seen this movie, or a lot of people have seen this movie. Right? You'd be mm-hmm. surprised to find it. They are hyped for Captain Marvel. You know how you're gonna capture on that hype? Buy a ticket to see her again in mm-hmm. an in game, and I think that's what we're gonna get. So, um, I'm very excited to see if that comes true or not. But that would be my marketing prediction in terms of like what when we're gonna buy, be able to buy tickets for that. Mm-hmm. I do. I have a source. Someone emailed me this, Mike. Okay. An um, email. Very, very old school. <laughs> uh-huh. I was informed that this would be coming my way through other channels. i got to be very vague here. Okay. I have seen the theater buckets for in-game. Oh, okay. The popcorn okay. buckets. <laughs> they, are in, they are embargoed until, I think, the movie comes out. Mm-hmm. Or, or even, like, I think next month. I think 
I think uh, April. I don't know which one it is, but I have seen them, and Captain Marvel is on them. Okay, just that like makes all sense. The, the screenshots <laughs> and all the other leaked artwork we've seen. But they that is official. I've seen one in person now, so uh, or at least you know I, I I know the person who was able to show me this, and they're real. So I'm very excited to see that. That's that's true. We have some strong female actresses in the MCU, Mike. Yeah, that's very true. Strong. Much like Black Widow. Oh, see that segue? That was a oh. nice segue into it. <laughs> it was so fast. I didn't even see it. It was a blur. They are trying to find front runners to be the villain or opposite of Black Widow, Scarlett mm-hmm. Johansson, in the movie for next year. And big news here, Emma Watson is one of the front runners to play that villain. Now, who doesn't love Emma Watson? Yeah. Uh, our, our Harry Potter alumni. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm on board with this. That, that, I mean, that would be, I mean... Isn't that the dream to get get a Harry Potter alumni in your movie now? Like <laughs> most people want Marvel people in their movies, but now they're getting Harry Potter people in their movies. So I think that's a that's a huge job for people who maybe you know I don't think anyone who's in the Harry Potter isn't into Marvel. So I mean I think we're fine here, but you get some cross pollination with that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think she'd be a really really nice ad. Any, yeah, anything? she's uh, I mean age wise, it seems like she would play possibly a younger person. So maybe the. Um, Maybe this uh, organ. What, what was the what was the thing that created Black Widow? What was the, that? Russian well, it was the Red Room. Yeah, the I, Red. But I forget what it, I think it's like the K. She's Russian, so KGB or something like that. Yeah, um, may, maybe that organization has been like relit, you know, or maybe they were underground for a while, and maybe now they're producing new agents, and maybe. You know, maybe uh, Emma oh my Watson gosh. is one of these new agents, and uh, Black Widow has to go in and shut it down. You you've done an idea in my head here. What if this is like <laughs> Jason Bourne style? I've done an idea. <laughs> you've, yes, you, you you've helped me out. To, like, could you imagine a Jason Bourne like cat and mouse spy thriller with Black Widow and Emma Watson as the other villain? Other spy? That would that would be really cool. Yeah, uh, that would be like a new genre. I mean, they kind of did thriller with Winter Soldier, and that worked really well. But like, mm-hmm. I mean, imagine um, the, the her past like a, a, an improved operative is hunting. Uh, down the Black Widow after uh, you know her stint in the Avengers, and mm-hmm. they're like, "Hey, look, you're you're a threat to the world now. We need to come take you out." So, mm-hmm. uh, I would love to see something like that. Maybe we can just get a good old fashioned nuclear warhead to be kind of like our our thing we have to thwart in a Marvel movie. It's always some sort of super powered like a uh, sky beam or some sort of end end of world monster. Maybe Black Widow's just got to disable a nuke. You know, just old school. <laughs> well, that's exactly what Avengers was. It was a sky beam. And a nuclear war. Yeah, the, the nuke beat creatures. the sky beam. Yeah, yeah, it was all three of those, Mike. It's your, it's your like. It, that's exactly what kicked it off right there. Um. So yeah, I think I think uh, that'd be fun. I, I think Emma Watson would be great, and maybe she needs an action. Maybe she needs to turn as an action person rather than a rom com wizard person. Rom com wizard. <laughs> exactly. Agents of Shield season seven is, I believe. Uh, thought to be the last season per Clark Gregg. Uh, they started filming that recently, and I think he said it might be the last season. Now, they thought season five was their last season as well, so maybe they want to kick it up a little bit. The little uh, show that just keeps on trucking, man. Yeah, it's got two smaller seasons uh, in May. You know, we're going to get um, uh, 13 episodes, in, in, I think, in May, and then like 13 more for season seven whenever that comes out. But uh, that's going to pick up right where Endgame left off. Do you think they're going to acknowledge Endgame at all? Um, I, I could see them doing it maybe just very tongue in cheek. 
you know, we don't really know exactly what happens when the Earth is put back together. You know, do people know that they were dusted? You know, is this mm-hmm. a reality? Are they going to come back to Earth and it's going to be all moss covered and they're going to have to clean a bunch of stuff because no one's been there for a while? We don't really know exactly how reality is going to be reset, but maybe someone could just be like, man, I felt like I woke up on the wrong side of the bed. It's like, oh man, me too. Like, oh, me three. You know, maybe just that's what it feels like to come back. It just feels like, oh, you just didn't get a good night's sleep. Uh, so I could maybe see a tongue in cheek explanation, but I don't know if it's really going to. It's going to affect everything. Shield, you know? Shield has become its own little entity while still acknowledging the MCU at large, um, mm-hmm. and and we've talked a little bit about that. I mean, they're the, like the one of the first like they they touch on aliens and all that other fun stuff um, in humans before that show came along and ruined everything. Um, <laughs> so it's like I, it's very connected to the MCU, unlike any of the Netflix shows or any other show uh, in in that universe, even Runaways or um, what was the other Cloak and Dagger. So mm-hmm. I think they could do it, but do they need to? Nah, I think yeah. I think it's very solid on its own. So, um, Clark Gregg and uh, Ming Na Wen will both be at C two E two in a couple weeks. So, hey, there you go. Maybe if I can stop him and be like, "Hey, I like you in the Marvel movies," he'll acknowledge me. <laughs> You're pretty cool, bruh. Yeah, pretty cool. Good job, good job, Coulson, a- agent, sir. Um, <laughs> but yeah, in news, Mike probably doesn't like one bit. I, I think <laughs> I'm feeling this because I sent him the picture. And he was like, what? Uh, uh, Morbius has started filming. And Jared uh, has shared the first the first uh, image from this. And um, it looks like he's in a barber chair, to be <laughs> honest. Um, but um, it, it, it says Morbius. They're filming. He's got long hair, possibly, behind his little dead-looking eyes. I just don't know what the draw is here. Like, I even though I didn't really need or want the Venom movie, at least you have a very iconic character that we've actually previously seen in a Spider-Man movie. And so I could I could see that being a draw to get people there. You know, Venom also kind of weirdly, even visually kind of looks like Spider-Man in some ways. But, like, Jared Leto playing basically an a a Marvel vampire like what you know they're gonna have to really knock it out of the park with that first trailer if they want to get any hype from anybody like what are you gonna do like who's he fighting you know what's is are you gonna sneak blade in there somehow is that how you're gonna get everybody excited like how do you get people excited about Morbius I'm not saying that you can't make an entertaining movie about like a vampire but you're playing in the the Marvel sandbox if you don't take advantage of that it's just gonna make me very mad (laughs) well I think the thing is with this, I mean, the exact thing you're saying is the exact thing people said about Iron Man when it started. Now, while I say this movie is going to be good as Iron Man, no, but nobody believes in B-list characters until they, they come and prove themselves. I think Jared Leto is an, one of those actors who's either on the great side of the scale or the worst side of the scale. He's no in-between. Like, there's never a, a medium Jared Leto performance. He seems um, to be swinging for the fences, and sometimes he connects with the ball, and sometimes it's a strike. Exactly. So is this one of those movies? Is this a sleeper hit? Will this be better because we don't have a writer or a script that's been in flux for, like, 20 years? I don't know, but it, it is, in fact, happening, and I think that's the biggest surprise because I'm like, <laughs> are they really going to go through with a Morbius? And I, judging ch- by what looks to be, like, some sort of virus, blood virus on the, the thing there, the the slate, I don't. Isn't it so weird that we're getting a Morbius movie before we're getting that Gambit movie? It's just It's not weird. It's, a, it's, it's not weird, weird at all. A weird universe we live in, man. <laughs> so, uh yeah, I don't I I it is weird. Everything's weird. I don't know what's going on. 
Uh, but but here it is, man. We we can't we can't avoid it. We can't run from it any longer. Morbius will will be coming because Marvel is not buying Columbia Studios. Sadly, they're only buying Fox, <laughs> so we can only uh, win half of them. Um, yeah, I just uh, I don't know. It's it's here. Here's the picture. It says 11, 12 weeks of filming. That's great. Uh, yeah. Speaking speaking from the pictures, there's just not a whole lot to see. It's just a, it's just a little clapper movie slate, and you see kind of Jared Leto's obscured face behind it yeah, yeah. His, not, not his eyes are very clear for some reason i don't know why but his <laughs> eyes are very like visible over this this slate here and uh yeah it's uh they're, they're filming it we can't avoid it now there it is uh anyway uh actor jared harris uh known as moriarty in sherlock holmes too he's been in other stuff too but man he is a scary looking dude uh like creepy <laughs> scary looking dude like a real life Hannibal Lecter kind of scary mm-hmm. uh has joined the cast and i believe somebody else did as well um or is in talks to oh Ty Tyrese Gib, Gibbons Gibbons whoever is in those fast movies who nobody cares about that guy. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, you probably just made a bunch of people really mad. <laughs> well, I think some people have a soft spot for Tyrese in those films because he's just. What, like is, a, what does he do in those though? Is he's, he's just he, there? He's a wacky goofball type of character. Oh my gosh! They no no, <laughs> no I don't want him. Uh, but. Uh yeah he's he's joined as well so I think and that's okay I mean you 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 know who Jared Harris is right you looked it up you know yeah yeah he's uh he looks like he could possibly be a villain or a grizzled detective I think he's probably gonna play the villain he looks like he'd be like hey I'm an old guy who wants to become immortal like kind of character <laughs> so he'd probably inject himself with the thing or some crazy scientist dude like a, an evil scientist oh well. This is news you sent me because I totally was not connected whenever this came out. But Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, the the theme park we've always dreamed and wanted, is opening this year, Mike, and much sooner than I thought it would be. Ooh, yeah. We, looks like we got May 31st for uh, Disneyland out here in uh, Southern California. You lucky son of a bitch. <laughs> we get it before you. And, right. and then August 29th down in Florida. I don't live anywhere near Florida either, so I, I, I get neither of these. But, I mean, <laughs> you're just there to, to walk in. About, about the time August 29th rolls around, yours may be empty enough to walk in and not feel like... Uh, yeah, usually I make it a tradition to, to go to Disneyland uh, on my birthday, which is in November. Uh, so hopefully that'll be enough time to at least be able to ride one of those rides. I don't... I, I haven't been to Disneyland enough during like brand new openings to kind of be able to judge when's the best time to go, how many months do you have to wait, but I'm sure it's going to be a madhouse when it first opens. But I would imagine Florida maybe is taking a little longer because it's probably bigger. If you're not familiar with Disneyland out here, listeners, uh, it's just not yeah. as big. You don't have as much uh, physical real estate to build stuff, so it's just not going to be as big, but I'm sure it's going to be really cool and technological. I'm going to go to California Adventure and I'm going to get my Groot bread and then I'm going to take it over to uh, Disneyland and I'm going to dip it in some blue milk. I think I'm coming to California in July. Mike. You and are. We might have a day to go down to Disneyland and do Star we, Wars. World we, we might have to see what we can do. Uh, or I'll just leave you behind. My f- I'll take an Uber. How far is it? Like 10 minutes? Like right? Uh, <laughs> sure. Right down the road. Uh, I don't know anything about how far this is from you, but I mean... It, I might I might have to try this out because um, I think when I'm coming out to you, my wife's actually going to Harry Potter World in Florida, so it'd be a good way to be like, ha ha ha! I went to Star Wars Land. <laughs> Got to one up the wife. That always works well for the relationship. Yeah, well, we talked about all the food and all this. Well, I'm not not really one up her. I just don't get to go to Harry Potter World, so that's, that's <laughs> kind of upset. Um, but I mean, like we talked about all the food and the drinks and the fun. Like the rides are going to be probably miles and miles long, but I would still love to just give it a try, like to to, to get that experience out of the way. But 
Um, that's really cool. If you guys are looking to book your Disney stuff, wait till that's done. Go give it like three months and go. Because we went to Toy Story Land this year, and that opened up late last year, I think. Mm-hmm. And it was still it was packed by midday. But if you go early enough, people aren't out there, man. Kids kids don't want to get up that early. <laughs> that's for sure. We also got to see a Shazam trailer number two this week after comic-con last year we finally get a second trailer mike this has been my biggest complaint they are not marketing this movie to its full potential and i'm very Mm -hmm. upset by that yeah we were talking last week you you really needed another trailer to kind of change your opinion on this movie so i want to know did it do it what did it do did it change your opinion did it get you hyped did it show you anything new um it did not Uh, (laughs) at the end of the like i'm trying to love this movie but as a film all of this showing me like hey this kid gets powers and this movie is just him goofing around with his powers that's mm-hmm. really all the trailers have been right like we we see the villain twice and that is it we don't even know what the final battle is we don't get to see them like go up against each other like what is he actually doing these powers other than accidentally not jumping over a single building in, in a mm-hmm. one jump like i i don't know what to do with this 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 movie in this trailer like i don't know and uh i want to like it i really do and i'm just not i'm not feeling it i'm one of those people like i said i wanted to see aquaman before i saw this and uh this is really just not selling me on at the end of the day. This could this could be be a good thing though, because you know if you go into the movie with very low expectations, maybe it'll really blow you away. Um, I mean, I yeah, I, I totally agree. For a second trailer, you would hope you'd get kind of a whole different idea of what this movie might end up being. Maybe see it from a different angle, just to kind of show you the the diversity of what you might see at the theater but yeah it is pretty much more of the same so i guess if you really dug what you saw in the first trailer you're going to get more of it but uh we don't really get any more context so uh i mean obviously we're going to go see the film so just a little underwhelming trailer is all do you like eminem as an artist and you're going to love this (laughs) his name is slim shady i mean that's about the only thing i remember out of this trailer a new music track in it yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. It reminds me a lot of the Suicide Squad trailers we had way back when. <laughs> speaking of that, we have some information on the Suicide Squad Whoa, from James Gunn. King of the segues today, huh? Uh, I'm working on it. We had a really good uh, review episode, so I'm feeling I'm feeling it here. Gonna, mm-hmm. gonna bring my A game. The working title for the Suicide Squad is called El Dorado, and we all know what working titles are, right? Mike, can you explain? They don't it for mean the... they don't mean nothing. It's basically what they're doing. So when they have to like blockade a street for filming, they don't, they're not just putting the word Suicide Squad on there, attracting a ton of detention attention. It's just it's a uh, it's just what they use to fill out the paperwork so that it, people don't go crazy. And, and when people are like, well, they're out in the public, won't people know? The common person doesn't know this. Yeah, they well, don't what's, know. A thing. What's El Dorado? I'm gonna just keep walking and go get my coffee. But if I see that sign, I'm not moving. I'm staying there all day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they did. I mean, the fam- the most famous one known for is Star Wars was known as Blue Harvest when mm-hmm. they started working. I think it was Return of the Jedi even. Maybe that was the one because no one cared about the first one mm-hmm. when it came out. So, like, um, you know, they usually pick a name that means nothing. So the average person would be like, oh, whatever. I'll walk along. Um, but the rumored characters for the, the this new team has leaked mm-hmm. or been rumored at least a little bit. And these are kind of surprising. Uh, the most famous one out of these I know is the King Shark, who I believe is making his rounds in the Flash TV show. Yeah, shout out to uh, the Flash this past week. Um, they had King Shark versus Gorilla Grodd on the CW, which I think is a really big accomplishment for that type of show that's on basically a television budget producing you know 23 episodes a year that they had just two full cg characters battling it out 
Um, you know, at its worst, it looked like maybe a cutscene from like a PlayStation game. Uh, but at its best, it, it actually looked really, really good. They do a really good job rendering King Shark and Gorilla Grodd on the screen. So um, it, it was just fun, too. I mean, come on, you're going to be waiting forever for the big screen to put uh, King Shark against Gorilla Grodd at some point in time. So you can get it on, on the Flash. So uh, shout out to them. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. So that's out there. Uh, have you heard of Mr. Polkadot? No, not at all. <laughs> okay, great. So he essentially gets uh, these polka dot colored patches on his skin that he can turn into different weapons and abilities. Oh, weird. <laughs> yeah, it, it very much. He, these are, most of these are, I think, are polka dot and the next one's rat catcher. They're Batman villains. Okay. So, so polka dot was like kind of like a really seeless weird person. He's kind of leaned into his weirdness a little bit. So uh, I can see this working in James Gunn's favor for being mm-hmm. a very very obscure weird character. A rat catcher is more of like a kind of a mercenary style person, but more of the ability to control rats. So like, I imagine more of like the Pied Piper, but they, this is like Ant-Man, but with mice. <laughs> All right. That's kind of cool. So kind of cool. Yeah. I know you're a big, you're a big rat fan. So I know that might be up your alley. And then the last character is called a uh, peacemaker. Hmm. And this is a person who's like, oh, I'm going to, like, I'm fighting for the name of peace, but I will kill for it and start wars. Like, they're, like, completely opposite. So, like, a little mental little bit in terms of, like... All right. It sounds a little bit kind of like the Punisher, possibly. Uh, Like, by all means necessary, get justice. Yeah, and um, by all means necessary, get peace kind of thing. And, like, he's a little mental, like, he's known for having some some mental issues. So, those are the main ones. But I think this is the biggest rumor right now, Mike. And... Mm -hmm. um, I still say it's a rumor because this doesn't, like, come up a whole lot. But, like, uh, the rumor is that Deadshot, who was played by Will Smith, will need to be in this movie. And Will Smith cannot make it in this movie because of his schedule. We all want to see Bright 2. I'll tell you that right now. So, <laughs> glad he's sure. doing that. Uh, but Idris Elba is rumored to replace Will Smith as Deadshot. Oh, I mean, we all love Idris Elba. He's going to be basically in his own superhero movie, uh, the next Hobbs, uh, Hobbs and Shaw. And Shaw. <laughs> yeah. uh, we all wanted him to be Bond, but, you know, he never got around to it. Uh, but I think this would work. Uh, can't he do better? <laughs> he, can't go to, he can't go to Marvel. He was already uh, Heimdall. Can he, he do better? Yeah, I mean, he does kind of seem like an actor that you think he should uh, be making kind of like Oscar-nominated movies by now because he's that talented, but maybe he just wants to cash in. So, you know, cash in, Idris, if you want to, go ahead. If you follow the really uh, popular kind of Photoshop concept artist on Instagram, um, Boss Logic, he did a, he did like a little comp of what Idris Elba would look like in the Deadshot armor, and it looks good to me. Uh, it looks like he could slot in pretty well, so... Um, I don't know if he's going to quite nail the kind of the Will Smith uh, smarmy attitude, but I don't know. Maybe he can. Or maybe, maybe, maybe just, he doesn't need to. Yeah, maybe just that Suicide Squad movie is just so removed from our brains because it was so bad that you can really just do whatever you want now, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, you probably could. And it sounds like it's more like a, a soft reboot anyways, uh, with Margot Robbie being like the only person who is returning all in all. So um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I kind of forgot Will Smith is even in Suicide Squad. To be honest with you, so you, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of hard to remember the movie in general. You nailed it on the head there. Uh, Suicide Squad, written, directed by James Gunn, coming out from DC um, eventually. Uh, we'll we'll be uh, we'll keep an eye on this one as as it as it progresses. Sad news for all Arrow fans: uh, the first Berlanti show to meet its end, season eight this fall, will have ten episodes and will be the last season of arrow yeah which all but confirms basically that the next crossover is going to be the finale for arrow 
Yes, and I believe they said that's like the 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 this called to be Crisis, which is like the biggest yeah. DC crossover. So yeah, Crisis on Infinite Earths, which the logo was teased for at the end of the last crossover, which was Elseworld. So you know, I'm not sure if you're out there keeping up with it, but basically, there's extremely heavy foreshadowing that Oliver Queen, the Green Arrow himself, will be sacrificing himself and will die which will end arrow as we know it who knows exactly what they're going to do maybe they'll find a way to give him a happy ending but uh me and my wife who who do our best to kind of keep up with the Arrowverse lore in general even though we don't watch all the shows we we kind of thought that you know maybe the show arrow itself could keep going without Stephen amell you know maybe you just put a different person in the green arrow mantle because it's a really big cast of characters over on that show but i just thought it would be important to talk about that we have a superhero show here that will have gone for eight seasons i mean mm-hmm. that's a really big deal i mean shield's not gonna get to eight seasons that we um, know of yeah I, I i can't see any other sh- any other superhero show that's quite made it there so i just think that's a really big success yeah. and actually it's something Small that we though. haven't it's something oh yeah that that did go for a while but it wasn't really in a in a broader yeah, universe no, yeah if you look at it in the scope of a broader universe we haven't even kind of reached we haven't even yet reached the end of big characters in our in the MCU. Uh, I mean, it seems like maybe with Captain America, we might be saying goodbye to him soon. You know, we're, we're not too sure what's going to happen there, but it is kind of crazy that out there in TV land that's been chugging along for eight years, putting out stories, you know, you know, eight times 20, uh, you know, is basically yeah. how many episodes you're looking at here. That's a pretty big accomplishment. So um, it just goes to show you that... Um, where was that comic book fatigue, people? You know, people were talking about that for a while. I mean, cranked out eight seasons of but, that show. Uh, it doesn't seem like it fatigued. It, and this, from what I'm seeing, it seems like it, everybody's ending on the their own terms. It, it right. was not canceled. The word cancel was not thrown out there anywhere. So yeah, exactly. it seems like that, they're going to end it the way they want it. And that gives them a way to wrap it up however they need to as well, mm-hmm. no matter what that is, uh, good, bad, or ugly. Um, I feel it's going to end kind of like how The Dark Knight Rises ended. Like, oh, you think he sacrificed himself, but then you find out he may be oh. on a different world. He's living happily somewhere else. With I mean, somebody. that would kind of go into the theme of basically that he is Batman in these worlds. Yeah. And uh, also, it seems like he might be getting replaced on the weekly lineup with Batwoman. Batwoman, yeah. Yeah, which, you know, got kind of two brooding <laughs> dark characters there. It seems like they would be pretty interchangeable on the schedule, you know. And hopefully they take that budget and put it into Batwoman, like you said, and it's not just randomly place gargoyles so <laughs> yeah exactly so yeah i just wanted to give a give a, a sign off to arrow which is going to be ending I, I believe the crossovers air in november uh like just before uh thanksgiving uh so look out for the crossover and uh oh, yeah. they'll, mar- they'll market it the hell out of this one so don't oh, yeah. don't you folks worry you won't forget it's there yeah they'll let and you it, know yeah and they like there's a whole lot of back catalog there so if you haven't been watching arrow if you don't watch any of these cw shows i would say it's actually kind of fun maybe without any context to just jump in and watch the crossovers you can just download the cw app or just go to cw.com i think and you can just stream all of the stuff for free you know with commercial breaks so yeah just i would be really interested if you haven't watched any cw show go watch the Elseworlds crossover and just be like, whoa, I didn't know Martian Manhunter was going to be in that, you know. Well, it's, just, it's just fun. It's just like, it's just a it's just a, a fun time. What I'm excited for is to watch <laughs> the, the Gotham series finale this year. 
without watching any of the episodes because oh, yeah, that, their actual Batman episode. So. Oh yeah, that'll be weird. Yeah, we should definitely watch that. I'm looking. I'm definitely looking for that. So yeah, congratulations, Arrow, on eight seasons, and uh, we're sorry you're leaving, but it's glad it's on your own terms. You mm-hmm. didn't get canceled like Jessica Jones before it aired. So congratulations. <laughs> Game of Thrones, we're going to shift gears here. We're, this is nerd-adjacent territory, as Mike likes to say. Okay. Game of Thrones' final season trailer finally debuted this week. Mm-hmm. And, and, Chris, I, I'm not trying to cut you off here, but do not tell me anything about it. I don't want to know anything. No, you're I, fine. I, I don't know okay. anything about... Like, I'm not a Game of Thrones person either, but mm-hmm. I, I think the I, the schedule for the episodes... Can I tell you at least the schedule for one sure, of the episodes? Sure, of, of course. The biggest battle in this is the same weekend as Endgame. Ooh, that's going to be a crazy weekend. So you were going to watch in game, like we're going to watch in game. I, w- I will want to record early because my wife's going to want to watch that episode on Sunday night. So I'm not editing. So we'll do that, record early, then go watch that episode. So uh, I, I just think that's going to be a huge weekend for in terms of media oh, and yeah. like like culminations of hype levels all in one weekend. <laughs> yeah. Like that Monday morning water cooler talk is going to be the nerdiest thing you've heard in the past decade or yeah. more. Yeah. Yeah, I um I've been I I am definitely a Game of Thrones Game of Thrones fan. I keep up with it every Sunday, but I do my best not to dive too deep into it. Like I'm not like a crazy nerd. I would be a very very bad guest on your Game of Thrones podcast if you have one out there. I just I'm a casual watcher, which has been kind of fun. Kind of takes a lot of the stress out of it. Uh-huh. <laughs> but Amen. I've avoid I've avoided all trailers for every season, so I just go in so cold, not knowing anything. It's great. It's such a weird experience. Well, but um, <laughs> man, t- whew, my have- Sundays are going to be booked. Have I told you how I watched the show? I started season one and then skipped to five, and that's all I've watched. One, <laughs> oh, you, one five, six, and seven. You haven't filled in the middle? No, why? Because uh, just to be honest, they're all dead. Anyone who died <laughs> doesn't matter in the no, end anyway. You know what you should do? Uh, the really nice thing about YouTube and people that have a lot of time on their hands and they're dedicated fans, uh, people like to put together their own recaps. Yeah. Just Google like Game of Thrones season two recap. Watch it. Maybe probably like 10, 12 minutes long. Google Game of Thrones season three recap and you'll just be able to mainline all of these stories just very very quickly and get the get the bullet oh, points so I, I would I would look, I'm honestly that. I'm not missing anything they they do HBO does those recaps before every season for like an hour mm-hmm. or two hours and we just leave it on in the background so I, I'm I, I don't feel like I'm missing anything at all um actually can, can I can I jump off topic for a second sure of course uh, so I'm building this little computer that plays all these arcade games I've showed you this of course right mm-hmm. uh, it's on a TV in my background and it's got a little screensaver and it just did Jeopardy from reg- regular Nintendo era and Aww. so sorry and, and Alex Trebek uh, is, is cancer diagnosis and I'm like that was a conversation all week like who's gonna take over Jeopardy who who do you put in that role man will, I don't know Will Hopefully- Ferrell Hopefully, hopefully nobody. I mean, I know the prognosis is not good for stage four pancreatic cancer, but you know, who knows? Maybe Trebek can defy the odds. I'm crossing my fingers for him. I I like just how his spirits were so high in that announcement video. He was just like, I'm going to fight it. And he made a joke saying he's congratulately obligated to do like three more seasons. So I'm pulling for you, Trebek. You're just, you're a solid man. Well, after three seasons, I mean, everyone's time has to come to an end. Bob Barker left uh, Price is Right, and everyone's like, Drew Carey, uh, but he's still doing great. Like, yeah. who do you put in that role? It's just a lot of pressure. So I was like, oh, this is the timing's awful on you, you stupid screensaver. To hell with you. <laughs> uh, I like the Gundam shows. I'm going to be honest. These are one of the most westernized animes I really enjoy. And um, mm-hmm. Brian K. Vaughn, writer of Why the Last Man in the Saga comic books, mm-hmm. uh, is writing the live-action Gundam movie. 
for yeah. legendary pictures. I uh, saw some really weird reactions to this on Twitter when it was announced. Um, I, I see people saying, oh, wow, my favorite comic book writer adapting one of my favorite animes of all time. This is going to be great. Then I saw people like, oh, that that uh, that hack of a writer is tackling uh, this beloved anime. This is going to be really? stupid <laughs> and awful. Yeah, so I've, I've, I've seen the whole gamut in the, in the replies on Twitter for uh, this article. So I don't really know what the general public thinks, but um, Why would I'm they da- think he's a hack of a writer? Like, all I this stuff I, is, like, heralded for awards and everything <laughs> yeah. like that. Like, I don't, I don't get know. that. I don't know. People are crazy, man. But I love Brian K. Vaughn. Saga is, like, so fun. It's so weird. So, um, yeah, adapting Gundam is going to be so weird. I, I, we talked about this maybe months back when they kind of first announced that this was going to be a thing. Um, I, I just hope somebody – I just hope Brian K. Vaughn just takes the general concepts of what a Gundam is and just writes his own universe. We don't need – there's so many different adaptations of Gundam, so many different stories, so uh-huh. many different eras of it. There's no reason to just grab any one well, character and they, try to they, adapt They it. did – there is a synopsis from Legendary, and who knows how that will change. But it is the first Gundam about how colonists like are broken off and they don't want to be – controlled by the earth anymore kind of thing yeah so i think it's very much the very first gundam series not any of the other spinoffs and crazy ones yeah i think if they Netflix. i think if they want to take that general plot that general idea that's great but you know th- these these are all coming out of japan you know adapting an anime is always weird because you're not just adapting an animated property you're also uh adapting like japanese storytelling and culture uh, uh, and their love and fanfare for big robots. I think Guillermo has done it the best with the first Pacific Rim uh, but you, you gotta kind of take a, a different he, approach for Gundam. He merged that with the love of kaijus though. I will. Mm. I want to see how people deal with the creation of the very first Gundam and yeah. what that world is like because Gundams aren't just like you know when you see, you think about big, the big large robot battles well Gundams aren't the big large robot battles like they are special robots in these worlds that like have mm-hmm. meaning and significance they're not and just like everyone's fighting with the gundam like no gundams were a big deal when they made them so yeah and i'm crossing my fingers uh Vaughn can find a, a a reasonable excuse for why these big robots even need to exist in the first place uh guillermo had a good idea of of oh these big monsters have to be tackled by these big machines they're like the only type of tool that can really manage the destructive power of a kaiju but in gundams it's just robots fighting other robots so what made them what made them go to the effort of making all of these movable and opposable like uh hands and grips and joints and stuff when you could just be launching missiles at each other you know so hopefully you can find a justification for us to find these robots but gun gundams are so cool looking the design of the robot is just so badass so i'm looking forward to seeing that you know when you're looking at a gundam like you know, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, that's a Gundam. So yeah, I, my favorite one is Gundam Wing, and the story of Gundam Wing is the colonists don't want to be controlled by Earth, so they these five scientists create a Gundam design to send to Earth and then crash a colony into Earth and, and destroy it, which I thought was really cool. Uh, well, I go that far, but that was why the Gundams were created. They were like to de- to thin out the defenses before the colony crash into the the world which is yeah and and i'm trying to remember i think it's a little different because every kind of gundam series is um i think gundam is also a classification of the mobile suits because i think in gundam wing they they called like the the basic infantry's 
robots, just mobile suits, and then the Gundams were like the classification for like a specialized suit it's, that had it, like fancy weapons. It's made out of a certain metal called Gundanium alloy. Oh yeah, that's right. I wonder if that's canon for all Gundam series is that alloy, but we're definitely familiar with nerd alloys, yeah. you know, yeah, talking exactly. about like unobtainium uh, and, and vibranium and mm-hmm. uh, animantium. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, you, you name it. If it's got an EM on it, it's probably something we've heard of. So, so Brian K. Vaughn, I'm crossing my fingers for you. I'm hype, man. If, if anyone believes he's a hack, go to his Wikipedia page and look at all the Eisner and Harvey awards he's won. Like this guy's an award-winning writer. He's not yeah. a hack. Or I'm, just go I'm, read some. Go read some of his stuff. It's great. Jeez. I'm, anyway. Yeah. The internet, man. <laughs> Lord of the Rings, the series. Now, this is the only thing I think this week that we actually sit down and research together because <laughs> we are out of our element, Donnie. In terms yeah. The, of- we are. We are not fantasy fantasy token lore aficionados, so we will do our best to bring our take on it. I guess. Yes. So uh, Amazon has confirmed that the series takes place during the Second Age. Uh, there are multiple ages. Um, Lord of the Rings takes place at the end of the Third Age. Mm-hmm. The Second Age uh, is about 3,400 years long and features the rise of Sauron, the villain mm-hmm. of that. Um, and we, then that's where we stopped with the, the generics, and we went looking. Yeah. And boy, did we find some information. <laughs> yeah, like, I just kind of wanted to know the general timeline, because if, you, if you're saying, like, oh, we're going to be adapting kind of a story in the Second Age, when I think of, like, an age, I'm thinking of, like, maybe, like, a century, you know, like, in our time, like, oh, what happened in the 1800s, or what happened in the 1400s, or something like the that. The Industrial Age. It's the just like, no, this is, this is, like, four, th- like, 3,000 years. That is yeah. not, that is not just a couple lifetimes. That is all. That is a whole lot going on there. So that's just a big swath of time. Yeah. So we Lord wanted of, to. The Lord of the Rings three movies took place across two years mm-hmm. of this four thousand <laughs> plus year timeline we're looking at here. Uh-huh. So uh, we looked. the The One Ring was made in the Second Age in the year sixteen hundred of the Second Age, mm-hmm. um, and then Bilbo got that ring in twenty nine forty one of the Third Age, which is about three thousand years later. We decided. Yeah. So that's um. That's a big span, and uh, the reason I wanted to bring this up in general is if you if you kind of listen to this podcast when we talk about prequels, you know, we mentioned it a little bit in uh, Captain Marvel, uh, spoiler cast. Uh, I, this thing I like to call prequel-itis. You know, when you're making, when you're adapting or creating a story that's based on a big franchise or a big cinematic universe, uh, you have the unfortunate um, side effect of your whole audience knows where this ends up. You know, everybody knows that like, oh, this character is probably going to live because, you know, we see we see them as an old man in, in the one of the earlier movies or something like that. So we just know generally where it's going to go. And I think this is like going to be the first time we're ever going to see a prequel that's set thousands of years in the past. I mean, we're going to be so far removed from any sort of like Baggins character. Like there's not going to be like uh you're not going to see frodo's like great 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 plus a thousand grandma in this probably there's not going to be any connection there so i think baggins is so i'm trying i'm trying to think maybe this will be a really good thing and then it made me think of star wars knights of the old republic which the game of Thrones guys might be adapting for the big screen that's kind of like the rumor so i was kind of curious well how far back is that and coincidentally Knights of the Old Republic and this Second Age of Lord of the Rings are both set about 3,000 years from their big mainline property. So we might be seeing like a brand new age of prequels where you just take a property and you just 
you just well, throw a baseball as far as you can down the timeline and just try to hit thousands of years back so you don't have to worry about connecting it to anything, you know? Well, you also bring up a good point here. Isn't there Lord of the Rings is doing the prequel TV series as well, which is probably about 3,000 years beforehand also. Mm-hmm. Like, this is this is a whole new land of prequels. Like, this isn't, uh, you know, 20 years ago, you know, young young diehard or whatever, you know, young Indiana Jones. This is this is like a long time ago. <laughs> so they're not messing around when it comes to dealing with with uh with prequels here, man. So um this was this was a, a fun little trip we went on to to yeah. figure all this information out. Yeah, the sure. the only thing that's unfortunate is that one ring to rule them all is a very unaging piece of uh metal or gold or whatever it's forged from. I don't know. I'm not a Tolkien head, but uh at least you know that's not going to be going anywhere. Yeah. You know the ultimate origin of that ring, or and maybe you, maybe he doesn't have it yet. Maybe this is how how does he get that gold to forge that ring? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. We got we got three thousand years to explore here, so um, that's just very interesting. We'll see how that develops. Uh, very nerd adjacent for this podcast, so we, we might keep track of it. We'll see how it goes. If we get any more big news, uh, we'll talk about it. But I don't think we're going to be tracking this as uh, deeply as we as we might <laughs> that next uh, end game trailer that hopefully we'll get soon. God, I really hope we get an in-game trailer soon. I thought when my 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 contact sent me uh, stuff earlier, I thought it was going to be like, oh yeah, we got an in-game trailer for next week, and I was like, ah, but it wasn't. It wasn't at yeah. all. I was disappointed in myself for for believing in that. So, <laughs> uh, we've recorded two episodes today. It's time to go for me. It's I got I got I got to call it a day, Mike. I know this is yeah. short, but. We've uh, already sprung forward, man. We, we've lost an hour today, and we recorded two podcasts. We did. I got to go watch uh, the cooking channel with my wife. It's a uh, Cake Boss versus Duff, and they're <laughs> this other Duff guy, and they're, they're doing cake making. All right. Good luck with that, man. I know. Nerd, not even nerd adjacent, man. I just want to eat cake. But, uh, <laughs> um, anyway, Mike, if people want to know what you're up to and what your thoughts on Captain Marvel were, where can they find you at? Well, they can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram and Twitter, and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to catch up with you, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, Instagram, Valdan87. Head over to Comic UI. I will be at C2E2 in two weeks. If you're there, come and see me. We'll hang out. We'll do, we'll do a little shimmy. We'll do a selfie. We'll do one of those <laughs> things. Uh, and uh, we'll hang out there. Um, yeah, that's really about it. Mike, if people want to know more about where they can listen or watch or see more, all these show notes for Superhero Slate, where can they find everything at? Well, Chris, that's so easy to do. All you got to do is visit SuperheroSlate.com. That's the best place to find all the avenues. Uh, we host our little show and to get our awesome show notes. So if you want to see that Game of Thrones uh, trailer, if you want to see the the tweet announcing the Lord of the Rings series, if you want to see the first image of Morbius for some ungodly reason, you just got to see it, you can head over to SuperheroSlate.com and get our show notes. And you can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. We'll put it where you want it. If you're on a podcast service and we don't got the show there let us know and we'll get it listed uh if you like us uh you can find us on facebook you can follow us on twitter and instagram we got merch at superheroslate.com slash store if you want to sport a shirt or a hoodie uh you can get that there uh we love hearing from you please reach out you can reach out to us on twitter drop us a line in the youtube comments you can send us an email we love hearing from you reach out uh and if you're a fan of the show if you want to be a super fan all you got to do is share the show with a friend Share the show with a buddy, and we will be here every week, Chris. Yes, every week, and sometimes twice a week, like this week. Yeah. And then in a couple weeks when we do, uh, I think our next review is going to be Shazam. So Yeah, uh, that's right. 
it's a, it's a great year to be uh, be a movie fan. So um, we'll catch you guys next week. All right, bye everybody. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. So orangey, so vanilla. Mm, Coke, send us money.